Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Team Building Podcast. I'm your host this week, Andy Cuny. Um, With me today is uh, somebody who I'm assuming, or I'm pretty sure you will be able to feel the energy through your headphones, Brandon Oot from Albany, New York. Brandon, how are you doing today, sir? Doing great, my friends. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So there, uh, I... Let me just preface this by saying I am always excited to talk to our guests. But today, um, I'm really excited because this guest I know a little bit better than most that I get to interview. Um, and I've seen, I've gotten to know Brandon um, probably over the last probably three or four months, a little bit better, a lot about their business. Um, full disclosure, Brandon is actually one of our Powered by ERS partners. And so that started back in March, our first wave of people that came out. He came out to business out in Omaha. And um, I'm going to uh, help you guys understand a little bit about what Brandon has done, about what Brandon's doing, and then also um, a little bit more about where Brandon hopes to be in about the next 12 to 24 months. So first of all, let's let's let Brandon introduce himself, tell us about uh, a little bit about himself so we can figure out where he's at. Brandon, where are you located, first of all? So we are in... Uh... I'm the owner of Core Real Estate Team in uh, Albany, New York. Okay, Albany, New York. What's the population of Albany, New York? You know, I mean, it's it's a little bit it's it's hard. I think in Albany County, it's about a, just over a hundred thousand people. But there's a bunch of like neighboring counties like Saratoga, Schenectady, which would bump that a bit higher. But um, okay. in Albany, it's about a hundred, just over a hundred, maybe one hundred twenty thousand. One hundred twenty thousand. Okay, and then uh, how far are you actually away from New York? If you hopped in your car right now, about two and a half hours. About two and a half hours. Okay, so that gives so people an idea of where you're at. Pretty, pretty big hike. We do, uh, we do some business a little bit south of us, about an hour in Hunter, which is like okay. a vacation area where it's actually where I started my career, and okay. we get a lot of pull from the city out there. But we don't really get a lot of city people up in uh, up in Albany. Okay. Um, unfortunately, all right, perfect. Okay, so <laughs> second question is, what's the average price point in Albany for you guys? Um, in well, it's all different. Everywhere, I would say right where we do business, where my office is, it's about two hundred eighty thousand. Oh, okay, about two hundred eighty thousand. Okay, so that's pretty similar to Omaha, what we have right here. I think we're about like three nineteen, right? So you're right in that in that ballpark. Okay, so give me first. I want to know about the history, and then we'll go into what you're currently doing. So tell me about the history. How long have you been in real estate? What is your yeah. real estate? So I started real estate. I think this is my sixth year, and I started just before COVID, and. Um, it kind of came out of desperation. You know, I was a, okay. I was a bartender and I was on the phone with my mom and, and, uh, I was just miserable. I was, I was literally a miserable person. I, I had a job that I hated. I was dating a girl I hated. I lived with a, a roommate that I hated. Literally, this is how it went down. I'm on the phone right. with my mom and, uh, you know, she's like, why don't you get into real estate? That I think you'd be good at that. And I swear to you, Andy, within two days, I, I don't think it was the next day. I think it was two days later. I was working as a bartender and three, three brokers came in and handed me their card the same day. And I'm like, this is weird. I called my mom. She's right. like, it's a sign. You should go do it. 
So I got licensed literally in the next two weeks. I worked, I worked from, you know, four to 11 o'clock as a bartender every day. And then I, I, I grinded the course out in about two weeks and, and got licensed okay. you know, within three weeks of that moment. I picked one of the three guys. I, I started with them. Um, I didn't do super well in the, my first 10 months. I did about two deals, two transactions. For hey, can you hold on for a second? I want, you said something there. You've had three brokers come in and you chose one of the guys. What made you choose that one guy over the other two? You know, the, the other two just were, I was looking for support and someone to be like, Hey, we've got this, we've got this program and you know, you're going right. to be paid and we'll, we'll train you and all this stuff. And you know, I'm one guy literally, and this is one of the, the guy that I wanted to go with. And he was mm-hmm. a big time agent in Kingston and had a bunch of different offices. I met with him specifically and, and he's like, yeah, you know, we'll just kind of, you come here and we'll just get you started. And I'm like, but how, like, can you tell me a little bit about how leads work? And like, what's the trade? Well, you know, I, one of my assistants will kind of get you going and, and then we'll just go from there. And there was no concrete plan of how to get started. And that really right. concerned me. So okay. I ended up starting with Caldwell Banker, um, which was you know, just a little bit bigger brand. They were actually being bought out by a different Caldwell Banker. They're owned by different people. So they were being acquired by a bigger Caldwell Banker. So I just thought that the resources that would be available to me would be a better situation. Okay. Um, the nearest office was far away. I didn't do very well in the first 10 months, you know, I was spending a lot of my own money. I didn't really have a lot of guidance and development and training. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which, which I'm so great because w- like how we run our brokerage now, um, we're super conscientious of those things because I didn't have them when I started. And, and I just think that if someone's going to take 75 hours now, not 72, and they're going to dedicate that, that amount of their life to it, you know, they sh- you should at least put them in a situation where they have the opportunity to succeed. And yes. I think that was really given to me. And man, I'm telling you, I was this far away from quitting mm-hmm. um, at the end of those 10 months because I yep. went through all my savings and I didn't really have guidance. And I was about this far away from quitting. And this small mom and pop brokerage, um, his name's Wayne. He was like, hey, he's probably had four agents at the time. He's like, don't quit. You spent so much time. Why don't you just transition to us? The brokerage was right across from my house. So I didn't have to travel. And I'm like, all right, I'll give it one more go. And that's where it really started to, to pick up for me. I did uh, 5.6 million the that next 10 months of the year. And then uh, I ended up moving to Albany and, and uh, you know, did 13.1 as an agent and then 21 million as an agent. And then the next year I, I opened my brokerage. So that's kind of how we, how we got here. So if I can hit the bullet points on that, you were bartending, complaining to your mom on the phone. And then three years later, you're selling like 21 million and opening up your own brokerage. I know it, it sounds crazy, man. And if you would have told me like back then, like, hey, you know, three years from now, you're going to make, you know, close to a million dollars and you're going to be this big real estate guy and you're going to have a team of 15 people under you and and this and right. that, I would have believed you. I mean, there's, I just wouldn't, if, if you would have told me I was making a hundred grand three years from now, I would have been excited. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes, there's, okay. So, I mean, yeah. The, my favorite thing that you said, uh, throughout that whole story, and there were a lot of good things. But my favorite thing is one thing that I think has really helped you succeed is you wanted to create the environment that you couldn't find yourself. Yeah. Right. And just knowing you, you know, over the last three, four months, I know that that's really important to you. It is. And so, um, so, and we're going to get into some of that stuff and what type of environment you have created. Um, I was smiling a lot there because it reminds me of, of my story is, I was, I was a bartender. I moved to Omaha, right? I knew I didn't want to jump back into getting into a cubicle and being stuck there. And so I started bartending and jumped into real estate. 
My first 10 months, I sold four houses. And I'm like, man, this is not going to work. My wife's like, yo, we're still paying those student loans, <laughs> right? She's like, she goes, I'd like you to use that degree. And I'm like, I'm working on it. Met Jeff and then the rest is history, right? I met somebody who had a plan in place, right? And that's why it's so important to have that. Huge. So, okay. So now you went through some crazy numbers. Um, why don't you let everybody know who's listening? Give them maybe just a, a three to five minute recap or update on what does your brokerage look like now? Yeah. Right? Like how many agents do you have? What's what what are the production numbers? That kind of stuff. Should I should I go back where we started a year yeah. ago and where we're yeah. at now? So yeah, absolutely. We um we broke away from our other brokerage uh back at the end of March of last year. And okay. honestly, it's probably the worst time you could have opened a brokerage. Like <laughs> looking back at it now, but you know, right. sometimes timing isn't really up to you and and uh, you just got to do what, what you got to do. So we, we made that jump. Um, 15 people came with me that were on my team and were with the other brokerage. So we, you know, it was great. We didn't really have to start from ground up, but it was basically that right. it was crazy. So it happened very abruptly with my, with my other broker and uh, we had nowhere to go. Um, we, we literally, I don't even know if I told you this, we, we ran the, the brokerage in the first three months out of my house. And literally my, my admins were at my kitchen table. My manager was at like my bar stool and, and we were interviewing. I swear that he's actually in the other room right now. Trevor asked you, he was the first agent that wasn't with us that joined. I interviewed okay. him in my, in my, my guest bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Was just, this awesome. I mean, it was uh, a startup, you know, a true startup. Yep. And our, our, you know, we did sign a lease, but it took two months or three months to, to convert it from what it was to what we needed it to be. And you know how those things are. They're like, yeah, you know, a month. And then it ends up being a hell of a lot longer than that. And, oh, and yeah. everything is 30 to 90 days out, bro. Everything. Yeah. yeah. It's 30 to 90 days. Yeah. It's just, that's what it was. And we made the best that we could with it. So we did um, our first, you know, call it eight months. We did 67 million, uh, just over 300 units. And then we did, uh, this year we're currently at 50, just over 56 million in almost 200 units. Okay. So you are, yeah. wow. Yeah. You're, you're on pace to, to eclipse both of your last year numbers by at least 25% already. I think we're, honestly, I, I really think that we just had like a really slow start to the year and we've actually, it's hard to gauge because we've recruited a lot of people. So we started the year maybe with 38 people and we have 52 now. So, oh, you know, so you, okay. we're so starting to really, and they're really good agents more, too. And than you did last year. Yeah. We've got a couple really good ones on, on deck right now. So I would think it, like if I was a gambling man, I think we'll end up somewhere between 150 and 175 just because we're really, you know, we're on a right. pretty good trend right now, about five to 6 million pended a week, which is putting us where, we wanted to be the whole year, but we just, uh, for some reason, we just, uh, we had a couple tough months to start the year that really set us back. But um, that's, that's the goal. Our, our goal was 200 a year. I don't think we're going to hit that um, unless things really get going, but I do think we'll hit 150. Perfect. Very cool. Okay. So my, and as you were saying that you're, you know, doing the whole startup situation in your house, interviewing people in your bedroom, your admins at your kitchen counter. It, I just heard like I could literally hear the excuses being like ripped away from everybody listening. They're like, Oh, right. Like they're coming up with all these excuses and they're like, well, I'm not to the point where I'm actually interviewing people in my house yet, I guess. Right. And so they're just like, and this guy, you're only pending what five to 6 million a week. That's, you know what I mean? So I love the fact that I just love your attitude, right? There's like, it's not, it's, it's not if we can get it done. It's just how long is this going to take me? Yeah, we have a, we have a 
we have a value. So we have some you know, core values in the office. And one of them is no excuses, only results. I just don't like, I'm the kind of person, like I might actually overtake accountability sometimes where it's like, it's mm-hmm. really, dude, it's like, you can't control the sun. You know what I mean? It's like, right. Yes. Overdo it probably. But mm-hmm. I just believe that, you know, I'd rather like bet on myself and, and, and own it so I can do something about it. it. And even if it was somebody else, it's an employee, I'm the one that hired that employee. So really right. it's my fault. You know, so like you're living the book. Yeah, we do. You're living the book extreme ownership, right? And that can be really scary and stressful when you're like, great, everything is my fault. But then it is so liberating and empowering when you're like, oh, everything is my fault, right? But then the next piece, and I think the big hurdle for people like you who are super driven like that and super uh, self accountable is you've got to be able to relinquish some of that stuff. Because you can't do everything. You're not the best person for everything. And you have to figure out where is my time best spent. And so putting a leadership group around you is really important. Do you feel like, uh, tell me a little bit about when you were creating that. Where did you find the people that are that you would consider part of your leadership? Yeah, group? so I think we had some of them that were already just uh, by the luck of God, you know, were already with us. And I don't think we really knew what positions they were going to be yet. And they haven't identified that. And we were too young to see that yet. But I knew that we had a lot of the right people and it just kind of time was going to let them them come. And, and as we started to really get into our second year, um, that really started to happen. You know, uh, Brandon Castle, which you met all of these people, yeah. they, we brought them to Omaha. Um, Brandon Castle started coming as a recruiting manager. And then Sean and Bo and you know, um, and Danny became leadership people that were our coaches, our accountability coaches. And then um, there was this guy that I was after for a really long time, and he ended up joining from Keller. Um, I, Zach, I was after him for six months, and he is like my basically COO of the company now. And and really, he's the guy I lean on. That I couldn't do what I'm doing now without him because it wouldn't even be possible. So, like having those pieces pieces in place, and you know, we talk about it, Andy, all the time. It's just like removing yourself from, you know, all of the boxes. I feel like, you know, when you first open a brokerage, I was in like 50 boxes, man. Like, you know, you're doing I everything. Instagram, I was doing payroll. I was doing this. I was doing that. I was doing recruiting. I was doing sales for myself. I was doing training and it's just too much, especially when you start to add scale into it. It's just not possible. And I, I was also able in doing all of that, I was able to identify what I was really good at. And I'm really good at you know, inspiring my team and working with my team. And I'm really good at recruiting. And those are like my two superpowers. So I spend 90% of my week doing both of those things. I love that. So that's, that's your best ROI activity, right? And here's the thing. If you did not work within all of those boxes, you wouldn't know where your time is best spent, right? So it's, it's learning through the activity, learning through the pain. The other thing is, People are always, how do you find, how do you find talent? How do you find talent? I don't have, you know what I mean? I can never find talent around. I can never find somebody who's willing to, I hear this all the time. Nobody's willing to step up, right? Mm -hmm. And what I always say to them is I go, you have to push the right buttons, pull the right levers, hold somebody accountable, right? Put the pressure on so that they have the opportunity to step up. Yeah. That's the thing is, is if somebody tells me, I just don't have anybody in my world who's willing to step up. I turn around and ask them right away. So we need to look in the mirror and figure out why nobody in your world, either you're not bringing the right people in or you're not putting them in the right positions to yeah. have the ability to right, to step up. And and also, I, I think too, like a big thing for us and now with social media and, and all of these platforms available, like I'm a rig, really, really big believer of like you attract who you are. 
And like when you're putting out content and you're putting out videos and we like, I think we're pretty good at that. Maybe not as good as I want us to be, but like we we do put like two, three, four pieces of content, um, usually videos out every single day. There's people like just you being who you are, it attracts that. So like, I think if you want to recruit more talent, then you, you need to become that. You need to become the change in which in which you want to attract, right? And and yes. I think that that's been, I just keep trying to push it for myself and keep growing myself and becoming a better leader myself. And in doing that, I think I'm recruiting people that want to be led, that have the ability to also lead as well. So that's been a really great thing for, for us. Well, we've only been talking for like 20 minutes so far. And the reoccurring theme with everything you say, whether you've been planning that or not, is you see something that you want that you didn't have, nobody else is offering. So you go ahead and not only create it for yourself, but then create it for the people who are who are choosing to follow you, yeah. right? Every step of the way was, hey, I wasn't getting any guidance, any process, any system, any an environment where I could succeed. So I created it. Now I'm trying to create leaders. Well, guess what? I need to become that person first. And so that is one of the number one things. So everybody out there who's like, oh man, I wish I could find talent. We hear this all the time. People are like, when they come to Omaha, man, I wish I could find an Andy or a Logan or a whoever, right? They always want that person. They're like, well, if I had that, I'd be successful. Sure. And I'm like, well, why haven't you created and cultivated that? Right? Why haven't you attracted that person? Okay, that's one of the number one things. And it is. And it's like, but then, man, it goes back to the extreme ownership. You're like, oh, when they, we, we stand down there, you go to all these conventions too, these real estate conventions across the country. And people are sitting there like, man, agents don't want to work. They're lazy. Agents, you know what I mean? Don't do this. Agents don't do that. And I'm like, well, who recruited them, trained, training them, and who's holding them accountable? Yeah. And I, I right? think you like, with, with dating a lot too, you know, I used to hear this all the time. It's like, well, you know, like I want to attract a 10. And, and the first question that I would ask is, are you a 10? Yeah. And Usually the answer is like, whoa, I never thought of it that way. I'm a six, but I expect right. a 10. Tens want to be with other tens. There and I know we talk about this all the time. Like A players in real estate, they want to be around other A players. C players don't want to be with A players because Ooh. it exposes them. It makes them feel... And, and also A players don't want to be around C players because they're like, we have nothing in common. Yep. I want to win and you don't. So, so yep. I just think that... Uh, you know, you need to make sure that you're an A player first if you want to attract other A players Absolutely. and uh, create, create that accountability with them that's going to make them better. And I think that that's a great framework to start with. No, I love that. Okay. So, okay. So the next thing I want to talk about really quick is if I say I'm in Albany or I'm moving to Albany or Schenectady, I just like saying Schenectady. If I'm in New York and uh, fun fact, my brother lived in Schenectady for like oh, two nice. years. Crazy, right? Okay, it's actually so, coming along, believe it or not. Is it? It's like it's gotten a lot nicer. There's, you know, the casino is really driving it. It's, it's, uh, it'd be a lot different than probably when you last experienced it. You had me at casino, right? <laughs> That's all I needed to know. Okay, so um, if I'm say I'm up there and I'm an agent, okay, yeah. and I'm like, you know what? I'm looking for a brokerage. I'm just starting out. Maybe I bartend on the side, right? Like whatever it is, or I have another job that's like just wearing me out. Okay. And I'm like, you know, I want to get into real estate where I'm at a brokerage where I feel like, yeah, I'm I'm making my, you know, 50K a year and I want to make more. I wanted to turn this into a career and not just a job. Why, what, why do I, and I, and I come across one of your ads, why do I want to join your core real estate? Like, what is it about that's going to help me allow me to get my business to where I want to get it? Because not everybody wants to get their business to the same level. Sure. Right. Everybody's different. So, what is it about core real estate? What can I do there? What is your secret sauce? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's different for, like you said, not everybody wants the same thing. And and I think right. we're working through the value proposition between going after really high-end agents, because that's mm-hmm. something completely different there, to a newer yep. agent. And, and we work with everybody, long as they're the right fit for us. Yep. Um, I would say, number one, our culture is amazing. Yep. I mean, our team meetings, you know, you can see them on Instagram and, and, and Facebook. And, you know, we just have a culture of, of taking care of people and, and doing things as a team, which is kind of the opposite of what most companies do that, you know, sit in a cubicle and you're competing against, you know, the person that is working right next to you. We don't, we don't operate like that. We operate as one unit knowing that um, if all of us kind of bind together, we're going to all get more of what we want. So that's, I think one of the first cultural differences and, you know, people are like, even today, I mean, we have like 14 or 15 people in the office, all working, making cold calls, following up using Boomtown. I mean, we have a culture of people coming to the office and doing work. You know, we have a ping pong table, we have a golf simulator, we have a bar, you know, so it's a little bit, um, yeah, it's fun. We have like a lounge, we have, you know, I'm in a podcast room right now, we just built out a podcast room. So I think we offer some some amenities too that that are just a little bit different and make you want to come to work and make work want to be fun. Um, that's part of it. I, I think to a new agent, it, it's very simple. We offer uh, structure, training, leads, which are, I, I think for, for a new person, that's what I struggled with is just lead. You lead need that path. You yeah. need opportunities to get better. Yeah. I tell new agents all the time, come in and fail forward using the leads we're going to give you so that when you have the opportunity to close Aunt Sally, you can close Aunt Sally. You know what I mean? And so I love that. Okay. So question, you just mentioned something really quick there is you have your, you stream your uh, team meetings on Instagram, right? Yeah. We, we cut it up and we, you know, we do different, just different things of that. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm listening and I want to go watch one of those, because either I think it's a freaking awesome idea and I want to know how somebody else who's successful runs their team meetings. Where do I go? What's your you could go to my my tag. It's boot b o o t four one eight six on Instagram. Okay, and there's a ton of content there, and then or you could just go to Core Real Estate Team on Instagram, and uh, the same content would be available there. You know, we we kind of splice it up just to get everything into you know two minutes or, or you know whatever there. Right. We actually have a back end archive that is only private to the company that we okay. we tape everything that we do in that you can rewatch if you, if you missed it. But okay. the team I love teams, they're, they're really simple. They're, they're not geared towards anything other than recognition and fun. They're like, we do have training meetings, you know, every week where we're delivering value and, and yep. content on how to make your business better. But the meeting is just simply a celebration of, of, of the efforts that were put forth that week, which Wait I think second. also makes us different. So I'm not going to show up to this meeting and then hear about the new listing that uh, Susie Smith took. No, sir. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> right. I love it. So okay. now so we have a Slack channel too that Susie Smith would have told you already. There about. we go. Oh, well, of course, right? Except we got to make Susie Smith have. We got, it sounds to me like you have what well, you're talking about all this, and you talked about you know tens attract tens, and A players attract A players, and C players, and all of those kinds of things. It seems to me that you, when you're talking about culture, like we pride ourselves, right, at Omaha's Elite KW Elite, of being a culture of accountability. That was the culture that we wanted to create, right? It sounds to me like you're almost creating a culture of success, right? Like everybody who comes in, it's like, that's what, that's what it is here. It's like, if you don't have the drive to be, want, want to be successful or even find out about yourself, yeah. right? Cause you need to find out how do you know if you 
if you, if, if you want how successful you want to be until you're around other people who are doing it. It's so true. You want to hear a great stat. So I we just, did, we just, in our, in our review. Yeah, only if I can steal the stat. If yeah, I like, okay, fair. Okay, go ahead. So it, we just had a, a review, Zach, Danny and I, which is like our leadership team. And uh, so we, we found that we actually, you know, out of the 52 agents that we have, 27 mm-hmm. of them are, are actually full-time. So, which is an interesting okay. kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, wish, I wish that was a little bit different. I wish we had more of them. But nonetheless, um, we have 10 people, 11 maybe, but 10 for certain that are going to do around $10 million uh, this year. So I think that's kind of cool that almost that 33% you know, of the, the full-time agents that are on our team are going to you know, have the gross, you know, their GCI is going to be $250,000 or higher. That's awesome. Some people are going to be closer to 20, but it's really cool that, man, like one out of every three of our agents is going to put over $200,000 in their pocket. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, pretty that's cool impressive. That's, see, I, and I love that because that is one of the biggest things that we hung our hat on is everybody said, well, of course you did 800 units last year. You had 30 agents or whatever. Right. And I remember telling them, I go, you know, the average per agent unit transaction on our team is 27. Like yeah, that is what <laughs> well, but for our team, you, for know you I mean? it is. I'm saying that's not the industry, well, and that's what I'm saying though. Is 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 that's what you can really hold your head on. You're like, yeah, we're not just we do a bunch because we have 50 agents that each do one million. You know what I mean? I want to be. I don't know about you, but I know that I will improve even if I suck. I will improve just by being around other people who are better than me. If you're sitting around and looking, and you're like, man, I'm the smartest person in the room. You need You're in the wrong room. room. You have to find. I want to go. If I'm 10 million and I'm the number one producer at my company, I need to go find a company that has 30 people higher than me, so I can start climbing the ladder again. I agree, 100. percent I told Jeff all the time. I was like, "Man, our room. You and I are starting to be the smartest guys in the room. We need to change our room." He's like, "Yes, we do." Right, and it's constant. You have to constantly keep doing that. I want to go into a room where I know they're going to pick me up. I'm not the one who has to has to carry the weight every time. Yeah, so I, I, I love that. It sounds to me like that's a brokerage. I very—I uh, don't know if I should say this. I'm being recorded. I always enjoy our podcast, but there are very few people we that I interview that I'm like, mm, if I lived in New York, I'd enjoy coming to Thank coming you. to work for Brandon. And you are definitely one of those. You're going to come visit have. soon. So we're, we're, I am. I am. I'm I'm, we'll even we'll check out the casino in Schenectady. Right? You might never leave. <laughs> well, I'll never leave. Oh my god. Yeah. But hey, to answer your question before, yeah. so I think that that's kind of like for a newer agent, I think that that's, you know, I'm really confident that we could take an agent, you know, like a newer agent and stick mm-hmm. them in this environment. And yep. I teach them nothing. We could tech stack them nothing, give them nothing. And just the culture alone would, they would produce double of what they were, wherever they were. Um, I don't think we've had an agent yet come from another company and not beat their last year's number from that company. Yeah, you know, we I had a guy come, come last year, Mark, that he he was i think he was at 3.3 million close for the year he joined us in august he okay. closed out another 5.5 since joining the brokerage in the in the next 3 months oh see he did that's more when you know what months. you're doing is right and it, it sounds to me like you're giving stories on both ends right so so many times we run into it is team leaders broker owners they spend so much time creating that floor right if you come here i'll at least get this to be enough money for you to quit your job enough right then they they're so busy creating that floor, right? That'll just enough to get you to commit, but they don't even work on raising that ceiling. And then they're just people are just stuck or they leave and they have constant turnover and you're like, what are we doing? 
you have created an environment where I can be, I can be new and I can be like, I need to get from 1 million to 5 million because I want this to be a career, not a job. Plus, if I'm already at 5 million, you've created it where, you know what, I can go do 20. I was just going to say, that's what we're, we're, we're in the laboratory right now. And, and obviously, you know this because we talk about this with you at great lengths um, weekly, but that's what we're really going after now is yep. how do we take a $10 million or a $15 million agent to 20 and 30? And we just hired a transaction coordinator yesterday. Um, nice. You know, we are really working hard on, on not only our, like our, our tech, making sure that our tech is where it needs to be, but our support. Um, the biggest thing that I'm out there interviewing agents with different companies, literally weekly, big ones, you know, $10 million plus agents. And the number one thing I'm hearing is we don't have the support. I don't have enough time. I'm a mother of two or a father of two. I can't work harder. The option of me working 20 more hours a week, it, it's not possible, but I do want to grow my business. Well, the only way they do that is by doing it differently and, and being supported differently and making sure that they're being really, really diligent with their time. And uh, I think we're we're really working hard on creating those models, and we're excited about um, our ability and what we have to offer from you know from not only tech but our support um, on the back end that's going to free people up to have more time to to uh, make sure that they're able to raise that ceiling. I mean, we talked about it Wednesday, Andy. You mm -hmm. know, it brings people are going to hit that ceiling of their talent, and that's just it could be ten million for somebody. Somebody could be 12, could be 17. Everyone's a little bit different based on their talent level, but they are going to hit a ceiling where they, they like talents brought them to, to where it's going to bring. Them. And that's they it. Max out their talent. They now need a system and a process and support Absolutely. and leverage to get them past that. 100%. Yeah. Yep. And some, and some will never trust enough because, right, they, they are the ones where it's like, nope, it has to be, everything has to be me. That's great, but you will max yourself out. And, and, and I love talked about being the other day too. It's it's and it's some of these other companies. And you know, I started with one. They think that like they just offer you more money, and that's that's like, hey, we'll just give you more. You can do the same. You make a little bit, but that's not growing your business. That's having a right. job, not running a, a business. And there you go. It's not about money. It's, <laughs> it's about what can we do so you can leverage yourself and grow. Yeah. Grow yourself. Grow your company. Grow your presence. Grow your following. And you know, yep. those things matter. A ton. I don't know about you, but um, 90% of 15 million, I'm not a numbers guy, but it is not 80% of 25 million. Uh, no, not even close. And not even to mention the amount of time that I got to buy back as well. And the quality of life that comes along with Absolutely. earning and doing that 25 million. Yeah. Okay. Brandon, I love it. I appreciate you being on. If I am anywhere in the country, let alone new, somewhere in New York, close to Albany, and I want to get in touch with you just to chat or mastermind or ask you how you do it. Uh, how do I get a hold of you? Yeah. I mean, you, you can, I'll just give my cell phone. You can text me or, or give me Whoa, a call. Oh, we rarely have people give out their cell phone. Why not? You know, brother, be right. I love helping okay. people. It's, it's literally why I do what I do is it's, uh, you know, I feel like it's our duty to give back to other agents, other brokers, and and uh, make each other better. So, you know, hopefully, pay forward and the same people will do the same for me. So, three one five area code four five zero zero six seven four. If you're not as as invasive as I probably am, and you want to email me, um, right. you can email me at Brandon B R A N D O N at core C O R E team N Y dot com. Perfect. All right. I love it. I really appreciate you being on, Brandon. I love your energy. I Thanks always for having do. me, man. And um, it, you know what? I appreciate everybody listening to this episode. Once again, as always, if you want to be able to keep listening to awesome guests like Brandon, hearing their story, figuring out what they're doing, um, to be 
really successful. Um, go ahead, hop on, wherever you guys listen to your podcast, give us a review, five-star review preferably. If not, I'll just have Brandon give you a call. And then we will go from there. I appreciate everybody listening, and I uh, am looking forward to uh, chatting with you guys next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Thanks Brandon. Thanks, guys.